silence for those three. It's been a lot, man. It's been a lot mainly because I feel like the world is in a fucked up place right now and we're all stuck at home in a pandemic wearing masks and shit. I even had one made. I had one made my little sister hooked me up. I still know she's actually got an episode of It's Your World. I want to try something different. I don't have a guest this time. Maybe it'll just be me talking. I got about a half hour. I got a half hour for you. There's a lot of things going on. First and foremost, the president. We have an election year coming up. And I don't know what to tell you uh, other than maybe Kanye West had a chance. So many people or so many states have taken his name off the ballot, mainly because they feel like he's going to post votes. But I also feel like it is very important that we recognize Look, I know it might seem like a joke to a lot of people, the whole birthday party and all that shit like that. But like this dude has a chance. He really does. And I think we all need to recognize that the whole idea is that we've had our ups and downs with Kanye, just like we had our own ups and downs and everything like that. But at the same time. This dude is actually woven into the American culture, whether we want to believe it or not. Mainly because I talk about uh, the uh, first album, College Dropout. He was really excited to get that off his chest. I mean, he even um, recorded a song and shot a video in the hood. Recorded a song with his mouth wired shut. Wired the fuck shut. To let people know what he had to say. And I think that's really important to recognize because we're all going through this pandemic Life is crazy right now. Everybody's feeling different things. I mean, shit, I'm feeling different things. I mean, the whole thing is that you got a whole society that's been affected by this one thing. We've been impacted by it. Um, I think the main thing is to realize that we're all striving for it. We're all getting through it. Whether you like how you're getting through it or not, you're getting through it. It's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. And it's not easy. Um, the main thing is also to realize that if you can make it through 2020, you can make it through anything. And that's the whole reason why I felt like Kanye had a shot. The whole thing is like if he would have ran or if he is to run and he is to use anything off the college dropout album, <laughs> all falls down, um, shit, spaceships. And, and, and think about it. I don't know if y'all heard the interview, excuse me, the interview with uh, Nick Cannon to talk about the gap and his deal with them. He talks about the gap on there, too. There's an experience there. There's something that we can all take from that. There's something that we can all live vicariously through him uh, with. And this is not me endorsing the dude. I'm just saying the dude probably had a shot. And I think that's one of the main reasons why nobody wants to hear from him. And it's really important that we take a look at where our country is, uh, mainly because of Donald Trump. Uh, he's a president that... When he ran, I don't think people thought he had a chance. But at the same time, I think about how I'm discussing Kanye right now. Somebody somewhere in the world or in the country, in the world too, 
Russia. But somebody thought, hey, man, this dude, Donald Trump, really had a shot to become president of the United States. And guess what? And if you hear the cicadas and the dogs barking, I am recording in the hood. Uh, because of the pandemic, we have been uh, relegated to recording in a different location. Well, myself, the team, <laughs> has been uh, relegated to a different location. And I think that's one of the cooler parts about this whole episode. I don't know if you guys have listened to all the episodes or you're tuning in. The main thing is that I feel like we've got to give props to all the presidential candidates. Mainly because I feel like they will. They should change a few things for us, or they might be that, like, a glimmer of hope for us. Or we could be going back to a time where we feel like the president of the United States doesn't really affect us. But consecutively, we've had two presidents that have done that. We've had two presidents that have changed the entire landscape of the country, whether we want to admit it or not. Uh, we're, we're, we're pushing and pulling as far as um, race relations go. Um, and in my lifetime, I don't know if they've been this heightened before. I don't know if we've, uh, I mean, coming from you as a 30-something-year-old and looking back at it, my first president I was able to vote for was Barack Obama. And then we go back and we look at the changes that took place then, and then we, we progress and we see, okay, look, we have an African-American male and his wife, the first lady, Michelle Obama, who changed our, our, our idea of what the president can be, of what we, we saw in a leader of the free world. And, 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 and it's not to say that Trump is just god-awful, because I feel like we know that already. It's bad. It hurts, because we, we made so many steps forward. But at the same time, we got to realize he also thinks he's doing a great job. <laughs> And I can see that that kind of uh, the idea perpetuates through what we're doing as individuals. You can feel like you're doing a great job. You can feel like you're doing the best job that you can. But I think for us as regular people, there's a level of humility that's there. You know, it's a it's a it's a level of maybe I could improve. Um, but hey, I mean, when you when you're in that type of position, and you have so many people worried about what you have to say and what you're doing you kind of probably really don't give a fuck. So, I mean, that's my stance on what I mean. We got a president that people elected mainly because, or they voted for him because they felt like, hey, this is a different type of candidate. This is a different type of guy that uh, doesn't really um, care what anybody thinks. And is that how we should be? Or is that how everyone should be as citizens? And you have to think about what the example is there. But anyway, um, on a lighter note, let's change topics here. Sports came back out of nowhere. You know, appreciate the Major League Baseball for coming back and doing their thing. Only because, I mean, how the fuck do you have an entire season during the pandemic? They figured it out. And then, not to mention, the NBA bubble, who did a great job. And I think that changed the game. I think that has definitely let us see a different type of basketball that we haven't seen in a while. Mainly because it took the players back to a moment of where they were AAU players in a way. And I've, if you follow me on Twitter, I've said that a couple of times. It's more like a tournament and that type of vibe where everybody's at the same place at the same time. Everybody's waiting to play. And it's all this like 
hostility, this tenacity, this competitiveness, all just ready to go and just get out there and leave it all out on the court. And I think we saw that last night with uh, Donovan Mitchell and that uh, um, Utah Jazz and Denver game. I mean, Denver, to come back from 3-1 and to win a series like that, man, I think that is something to commend. I actually hope that Donovan Mitchell actually Donovan Mitchell actually becomes a, a Chicago Bull. But then again, I want every star to be a Chicago Bull only because we have had a rough few years. It's almost reminiscent of the early 2000s. That's a hard time to look back on. Mainly because we have to sit back and see how bad that team or those teams were. And then we wait almost a decade and we get to the 2010s and we see the, the rise of D-Rose. And I'm like, that should have make me cry. That, that right there, talking about that time period between 2010 and maybe 2014 is just awful for the Bulls. It's, it's a hard thing to look back on. And I look at the NBA bubble and I wonder, like, if we are stuck in a pandemic for the next year and a half, I think some people are saying 2021, 2022, whatever it is, if we have to have um, the seasons play out that way, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think that we'll get to see a lot of the young players be able to show their talent, showcase it, showcase their talent, one. Again, because the game has changed. Now, I would love to see those Golden State teams. I would love to see them do the thing. I would love to see them show um, – what they can do in that in that type of environment, or even if we're looking at the Brooklyn Nets, I think that would be pretty awesome. Only only because we get to see a lot of the talent that isn't on the court right now. I mean, some guys are injured. Teams are probably going to be making moves, and I'm really excited to see what the front office does for the Chicago Bulls. And I don't want this to only be about them, but, again, I am a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. Everything about me is Chicago Bulls, so it's really hard to not think about it that way. But I was definitely impressed at what I saw out there on the court. I mean, even hockey came back. And that's that's an amazing feat. Like, who the fuck watches hockey? I, I think I was into the Blackhawks for a while. I think they actually had a nice little run. They struggled in the season early on before the pandemic hit. And then they ended up making the playoffs, I believe, and then um, ended up uh, really just – I think they, they came up against the the Knights, but I'm not sure. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. It's just life is going on right now, man. We got a lot of things going on, and just just happy to have sports back on. I mean, a lot of things have come out on TV. We got so much shit to watch. I mean, we're talking about Hulu, Netflix. Um, I'm even streaming direct TV now, and it's one of those situations where you kind of cannot be bored. And I hate to say that because there was a time where you could be bored as fuck. And now, it's a lot different. We're uh, all at home. We're all meeting our neighbors. We're all living in close vicinity to one another. A lot of people can't go to work because their jobs just aren't having people in the office. And I'm one of those people. And so is my fiance. And And this whole situation is just like... It's different, man. It's not it's not ideal, but it's something that I think we can all draw from. I think we can all sit back and think like how either how awesome this time was or how fucking awful this awful this time was. Like, awesome or awful. It's it's no in between. 
<laughs> you gotta make it what you what you can during the fucking pandemic, man. I don't know what to tell you. Who would have thought a fucking pandemic, a virus, would put the world on pause, the entire world? And as we look, the United States still having cases rise here and there. Um, nobody's really sure about exactly when there will be a vaccine or when we'll stop having to wear the mask. And I want to say one thing, man. I remember watching the news and seeing over in, in China and Asia that they were having protests and everything. Like, them motherfuckers were social distancing during the protests. Like, that takes a, a level of discipline that I don't think anybody has ever seen before or exhibited. And then we had the protests here in the States for Black Lives Matter um, and, and different. There's so much shit, man. It's all, and it leads me back to my, my one favorite idea culture is chaos all these different things are going on at one time and imagine that when the world was moving fucking full tilt all all four wheels on the asphalt (laughs) you could pick and choose what you wanted to pay attention to now you can still do that now you can still pick and choose what you want to pay attention to but everything is just right in your face one thing after another there's protest here, there's protest there. We can even talk about what's going on in Portland and didn't like to see that team do so well. I actually chose Portland to win it all. You know, I, I happen to believe in Dame Nala, and I think that entire fan base did. And just to see what was going on there and to see that kind of matriculate throughout the country. We talk about here in Chicago with the looting and the riots and all this stuff. It's one of those things where you just got to sit back and look and, and watch how things play out and see exactly what the concerns are the country and what the concerns are of your neighbors, what the concerns are of the citizens all across this country. I mean, it's one thing to to have a cause. It's one thing to have a belief. It's one thing to um, have something that you truly support. But we're actually having time to sit back and talk about these things and see exactly how people feel about different things and different ideas. And I think that's great. And not to mention the black art that's coming out of all this. Uh, Me as a comedian, I've been able to do different open mics and stuff like that, still trying to make shows and and wherever they'll have them and things like that. But it's one of those situations where we really have to focus and, and try and pinpoint exactly what we want to attack. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of the bullshit? Would you like to do something that will stimulate you mentally and physically? You know, get out there and become a different person, or maybe even just blow off a bunch of well-needed steam because of the fucked up state of our country right now. And you won't even believe it, you can literally do this anywhere or anytime. First, you have to get your mind right, again literally because you may not come home. They can't arrest all of us, can they? Here's what you need to do. Make sure you cover up from head to toe. Ladies, you can put those stolen hoodies to good use. Your transformation will pay for itself. Looking to buy one of our looting packages where you and 12 others work your way through your own personalized looting routes. Why personalize, you ask? Our company, Looting Life Inc., will make sure to devise a personalized route to hit you and your team members' favorite stores. Last but not least, you even get a 25% discount on your first party from us, as we are usually recommended for birthdays, quinceaneras, bar and bat mitzvahs, and especially retirement parties. Granted, there's a lot more to talk about outside of just the entire pandemic. But I'm gonna stick to basketball though, because like low key, like the the NBA bubble was fun to watch. It was it was good to see talented teams play their asses off and like really just 
compete, man. Like, I, I mean, aside from that, I, I think I'm, I'm watching Lovecraft Country now too. That's that's dope. Um, and, and but like. Back to the basketball. Like it's been great games. Um, it's been fun to watch people um, talk about this on Twitter. It's been fun to have something to take your mind of everything. I mean, granted, you still got the guys doing the interviews with the mask and stuff on, but like Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul <laughs> and that OKC team is something that we should talk about mainly because I feel like him getting sent to Oklahoma City was like punishment for Lord knows what. I mean, granted, he's the, I think he's the um, head of the NBA Players Association. It's been cool to see, you know, those guys really talk about like what they stand for. And, and again, like I mentioned before the break about what to attack, you know, with 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 the passing of Jacob Blade, they just they said, hey, look, we're not gonna play. And, I mean, that could be anything. You know, that, that could mean that we're not going to play until, you know, we, we figure some things out here. It's like, so if you don't want to respect black lives, then we're going to not let you see us as black entertainment. I mean, when, when almost, what, 60 to 70 percent of the league is black, and I could be wrong. I mean, you do, you do your Googles, look it up. I mean, like, and, and to, to have guys stand together and to say, look, this is what we stand for. Now, granted, they came back and finished out the playoffs. Maybe it was, hey, look, if we play, we want proceeds to go to this charity. We want proceeds to go here and there, you know, different things like that. And I think that's great to see those guys really compete and put something together like that. Um, I really feel that um, it's one of those situations where we're almost living in a repeat of the 60s where, you know, the late 60s where we see athletes taking a stand and really – uh, using their power. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that's really interesting. To have guys really just give a damn. I mean, granted, we're talking about millionaires who may not be exposed to these same things. And I was just watching, um, what was the last documentary, uh, Shut Up and Dribble, that documentary. And LeBron had, you know, something going on in his career. I think somebody put like, nigger or something on his, on his uh, garage or whatever the... The slur was, and to and to have someone affected by it, and then have him as a leader of all the players in the NBA, the Nuba, to say, "Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna boycott. We're not gonna play, and we're gonna make you miss us for a little bit, you know." And and again, this goes back to Kanye. My presence is a present. Kiss my ass, you know. Just to have people here, you know, on the court to be that entertainment is really interesting. But another, like I said. I don't want to get into just talking pandemic stuff. I mean, granted, that's for the stage because you got hella jokes that you could talk about. But I still, I still find it funny that you know something like a pandemic has halted the entire world and put the the country on pause. Uh, one one other thing, Lovecraft Country. If you ain't watching it, you should. That's it. That's the tweet. I wanted to take some time to talk about that show because it's black folks doing some sci-fi and some horror stuff that's pretty good. I saw uh, a few conversations about it again on Twitter. I'm really on Twitter and tweeting a lot mainly because it's one of those uh, mediums where you can get ideas out, punch them up real quick, boom, put them out there, you know, whether you like it or not. And if you do, tweet, uh, follow me. It's Jordan Bruh underscore. And also follow me on Instagram, it's Jordan Brown underscore. And also follow the podcast uh, at it's your world pod underscore. 
Instagram and Twitter. Check it out. But yeah, just to have a show like that on, that's having, um, it's putting a lot of different ideas together. We got horror, sci-fi, uh, just pure make-believe, um, and then the acting is fucking amazing. Uh, Journey Smollett, uh, what is his name? Jonathan Majors. You know, I think Courtney B. Vance was in the first couple of episodes. I think he'll show up later on. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, some surrealism and things like that that's going on. I think it's one of those times where we need something like that as black folks. Just to see us doing something different that we don't we don't usually get to see a lot of black people doing. Usually, you know, this is a good but but usually uh, the black guy dies first in the horror movie. But for me... The, the one of the most striking scenes for me was uh, Jackie Robinson killing an alien with a baseball bat. I mean, where the fuck can you see that at? You know, where they do that at? Is Wayne would say. Oh yeah, and No Ceilings is also on uh, Apple Music. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think um, we have a lot of uh, racial dynamics in the show. Granted, some of that gets old, but. I think I had a conversation about this a couple of days ago yesterday on Twitter, if you're catching this a little late, about how, you know, the show is is tugging on our racial heartstrings, if those exist. Who the fuck would have thought we got racial heartstrings? And and it's something that seems to be in right now, something that everybody's talking about, something that everybody's feeling, and it has a lot to do with reality, and I think that's why the show is really uh, impressing right now, mainly because it's something that we're actively feeling and we're actively going through. And if you should, if you can, check it out. Um, stream it on cable, HBO's on there, you know, um, DVR it, or whatever they even say that anymore. But that show actually just, it caught my attention. Uh, we aren't used to seeing black uh, artists. I know Jordan Peele is a part of it. Um, he's a producer and everything. I think J.J. Abrams has something to do with that. And that, that's a weird combo, weird duo that is just really shaking the table, is the, the term people use, um, when it comes to really just putting something different out there that we haven't seen before. That's it. I don't know when we've seen it uh, or, or when we've... Um, digested something as creative as that. And then again, it's also a show that we've seen placed in Chicago. And as you can tell, I'm Chicago everything. Everything that is uh, based in Chicago or from Chicago, I like literally just try to check it out and find some kind of way to fucks with it only because that's home. And, and it's one of those times where, you know, home is important to me right now. But to have them uh, go back in time and in place, it's it's almost like a little. I, the last episode had a little thirteen ghosts, um, a little like some. I think it was like an Emmett Till reference in one of the uh, scenes, and that was like whoa. Only because I remember seeing that picture, and I can still remember seeing that picture in like seventh grade for the first time, and uh, being like, what the fuck? And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it again. Google is your friend right now. I mean, I don't want to take away from what kids are doing with the remote learning or anything like that. But if you can listen to this and go through it and check it out, it's a history lesson in this show. I, w- I was talking to um, 
my fiance about that, you know, just how some of this stuff might seem like far-fetched, but some of this shit, like this racial shit was crazy back in the day, you know, it still is right now, but one of the things that, you know, that kind of stood out to me after the last episode was like this guy who was abducting African-Americans from the south side of Chicago, and then bringing them to his house, and like amputating body parts and shit like that, like it was just pretty wild, I mean, and, and, and I'm not gonna make this like a Lovecraft country, uh, podcast but it might just because i'm really excited about the next episode um but yeah check it out and then you also got the nba playoffs then you also got baseball the white Sox are in first place i think the cubs are too i mean i'm not really a baseball fan but i am a white Sox fan so i you know but it's one of those things that i think um we should really just uh be paying attention to right now but yeah so if anything i told you i only got about a half hour you only got me. I'm only going to spit for about a half hour or so. Um, we have about 20-some minutes right now. I would say check out the last episode. Sandy's doing big things, too. She's still working, and she's, like, nonstop right now. And I feel like, hey, shout-out to you, homie. You're doing your thing. Um, appreciate you uh, even being on the show. If you haven't heard the last episode of the show, and if you want to be a guest on the podcast, let me know. Hit me up, man. Let me know. Um, again, you can reach me at... Uh, it's Jordan Bruh on Instagram and Twitter. It's Jordan Bruh, J-O-R-D-A-I-N, Bruh, underscore. The I means I'm black. And follow the podcast at, at It's Your World Pod, underscore, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also email me, Your World Podcast, Your World Podcast at gmail.com. My bad. Fucked up. But anyway, yeah, let me know what you think. Hope to hear from you. And if you are interested in the Living Life, Inc., Business proposition. Just cash after your boy. All the proceeds go to bettering the show in my life. I think it's dollar sign brown JA5. Wait, let me clarify that. <laughs> I would be thoroughly surprised if anybody gave a fuck about that thing. I thought that was pretty funny. Something I wrote and I felt like I should put it out there somehow. If not, it's sitting in someone's uh, email or their mailbox with uh, with the pandemic going on. Um, hold on for a second, let cash upload here. Uh, it's dollar sign Brown J A B. If you want, if you're looking into that, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna loot or not, but if you want to help out my podcast and you want to help my life out, dollar sign Brown J A B. I'm gonna put that in the show description too. Appreciate the time, y'all. And with that said, I'm out. Hopefully, I'll talk to you next week.